Welcome everyone back to another edition of Cleve and Me. I could already tell I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready to talk wrestling. Uh, last week was long. I was jury. I was dead in the water. I was a dead man, but I have risen like the Undertaker has done so many times in Cleveland. Before we get into the AEW pay-per-view coming this weekend, before we get into Survivor Series match cards, before we get into a ton of wrestling news, how the hell are you? Is our Bulls keep finding ways to win? I'm feeling well, you're good. Well, your Cowboys did not. <laughs> you know, uh, where's that? Where, wait a minute. You always put your name as six and one, five one. I don't see the six and two post. Um, I got got my heart broken Sunday, but Joe mentioned we're here to talk wrestling. Um, ah, oh, now you want to talk wrestling? <laughs> I had a very good day so far. Went to the gym, played ball. I'm actually sore as hell for doing that. Actually, but pretty good workout. Pretty pumped to talk about Survivor Series. Uh, Raw seems like they got a lot of great storylines happening, even with many views women's division um i've been keeping up on aw a little bit guys i know miro's um been doing pretty good i saw the match with him and orange cassidy so i'm already confident enough to talk about both shows tonight well you better be because that's what we're gonna do but that being said cleveland always great to have you back in um as his i gave him a little crap but his team's still really good so that being said let's get into the negativity negativity first as i don't really personally want to be negative on the show as I was last night being a negative Nancy, but let's get into the WWE releases and just go over it quickly for those who that, you know, might've missed it, did not see it, or just want to hear a little bit of recap. The main names were, uh, Carrie and cross Nia Jax, uh, Keith Lee were some of the, you know, top three. And, uh, we're going to keep going down the list. Scarlett Bordeaux obviously is, uh, Karrion Cross's lady, so she's going. Um, other players like Ember Moon, Eva Marie, um, Mia Yim, who's you know connected to Keith Lee, Lucha House Party, uh, Oni Larkin, Frankie Monet, and Harry Smith, and a few others. Um, and a pl- and uh, actually the lady in the the hit squad who just got called up. Those were the main and most of the releases. What I want to say on it is this. Um, a, a couple of them I would like to not have had go south. Uh, and, and leading that would be Keith Lee and um, Karrion Cross. And here is my two reasons why for that. Um, I I saw what they did in NXT. I, I saw how good they could perform. And then they bring him to the main roster. Keith Lee actually had a hell of a uh, rumble moment when he's one-on-one with Brock Lesnar. They were face-to-face for a second. That was exciting. He had a couple of moments, and then they tried to change stuff with him, and then they buried him, and as Vince does when he makes a mistake, doesn't blame himself, and buries the person. And then carrying across similar story. I mean, he has a great run in NXT, champion, all that. They literally relinquished the title off of him to put him on the main roster. And then they put him in some dog crap gear and then nobody really catches on. And yet they release him as well. A lot of comments on a lot of things I read out there. I'm not going to go into specifics on people. The only thing I do know a little bit bit about is Eva Marie. She was trying, which is a good actor. She's actually in some movies, but she was focused too much on filming. So WWE said, if you're not going to focus 
on WWE when you're not even that good in the ring. We're going to let you go. So I had a little insight on that one, but I'm not going to speak too much more on the others. Um, combination of disgruntled superstars, disgruntled Vince McMahon, uh, trying to maximize profit, may sell in the future. Bottom line is this budget cuts. I don't want to hear budget cuts anymore. I was fine with it during COVID, uh, hearing it once or twice, but now it's just a broken record. And that does not install faith in people. And to be honest with you, if I, I was Vince McMahon, I would come out and make a statement saying I'm done with releases or say, I'm going to get the rest of them out of the way I'm doing right now. Cause it, to me, Cleveland, it isn't fair whether I like the people getting released or not from all the way a couple years ago to now, to me, it isn't fair to leave people on eggshells with job security. Uh, especially when this is a business that goes 365 days a year. Of course, there are some wrestlers who get really well paid and maybe overpaid, but there is also a lot of wrestlers who put in a lot of time and effort, have to travel a ton and don't have the big paycheck. And that's what kind of frustrates me with all this. I'm not, I, like I said, I'm not going to break it down person by person. We don't have the time for that. We have a lot of show ahead of us. I just wanted to bring to the forefront that it's disappointing to me how the way they keep going about it. But I want to leave the floor to you. You can talk about an individual. You can talk about anything you want. I wanted to get that off my chest with the releases. I agree. I think uh, budget cut is poor choice of words for WWE seeing simply how they just had the crown jewel pay-per-view at Saudi Arabia, which we know that it, I believe it's a $10 million per show, 10-year contract that they signed with them over there in Saudi Arabia. And the numbers came out for WWE, and it seems like on the up and up. So you're correct with the budget cut bullshit. I read an article that at least a couple of them, the reason why, because some of them were not vaccinated. Nia Jackson was one of them who, I guess, refused to take the vaccines. And that's played a part into her exit. Um, I think the biggest name out of this entire list is Keith Lee. Cameron Cross was okay, but I, I think people need to realize just because the NXT crowd reacts well to you doesn't mean the main roster crowd will react the same. And I think when he came onto the main roster, just a lot of fans wasn't feeling him. And then you're right, they put him in that stupid gimmick, which really killed his character. But I think he was doomed from the start because he was not getting the reaction that you would expect that he was having in NXT. Um Eve Marie, there's no nicer way to say it about it. Eve Marie was not good in the ring at all. Me and you even talked about this a while back. Why did they even bring her back just for this few with Dewdrop? She loses it, and then she's gone off TV. It, pr it proves it, one thing that does prove there's a lot of beautiful women in WWE, but if you can't perform, they're, they don't care how beautiful you are at times because this is not what this business is about. This business is about what can you do to entertain the people, not how good you look. This isn't a beauty pageant. This isn't your, you know, acting role model class or whatever. I, you know, I just, it, it is what it is. And that's one of the good ones and that's fine. But it is, it is a little, uh, you know, I, I hope it comes to an end or I hope they just get the rest of them out of the way soon because it's just not a thing that they should continue to do if they want. I know Vince, cares about the bottom line at the end of the day. And I am going to knock uh, him a little bit here and there, but in this episode, even though I respect the hell out of him, because at the end of the day, you could do what you want. He built the thing, but I, I'm, uh, that's a little disappointing. Uh, I, there, I, besides that, I, I've been loving, I, you know, uh, 
watching, been watching lately. I've been liking what I see on TV. I'm glad AEW is getting back to Wednesdays. As I, I challenge you to watch that too, the go home episode before Saturday's pay per view that we're going to get into. But that being said, it just uh, that that rubbed me the wrong way. Just kind of the way they go about the way they go about it, and then poor James Laurinaitis has to make all the phone calls all the time. It's like, man, that guy. It's it's closer to the holiday season. We know Thanksgiving's coming up. Christmas is coming up. So this is the worst time for a person to lose his job. And we know that WWE has a 60 day clause. So these guys won't be able to wrestle for any other place unless some of them like Keith Lee, who sort of tweeted out something about WWE. So I don't think he has a 60 day clause because you usually can't do that. But for some of these other little known wrestlers, they have a 60 day clause where they can't compete anywhere. So they sitting at home, probably not making any money. So that do suck for the little guys, not the big guys. Like, let's be realistic. Nia Jackson is plugged up. You know, she's probably going to be gone for a while, but you know who family she is part of. So that's nothing to really worry about. Keith Lee. Yeah, that's interesting, though. I'm, I'm curious how Roman and uh, The Rock felt about that being related, related to Nia. I would like to know. I was very surprised, too. Um, I saw Amber Moon, and I will say this. Amber Moon was phenomenal in the ring, but I think the problem with her was injuries. Every time you look up, she was injured. She had an injury, something that kept her out for months and months. And you mentioned, Joe, it is a business where what can you do for me and how can you entertain the crowd? It's starting to seem like the WWE is getting more toward how the NFL treats quarterbacks and stuff where – if you miss a significant enough time, Keith Lee was on a hot streak and then the whole COVID thing happened and someone else came along and took his spot. And then they tried to bring him back, you know, to try something out. But it just wasn't the same as when he came around the first time. So it's I hate that it's going that route where sadly you see guys get injured because injuries are part of the business. But it's sad to see when a guy gets hurt and then they're gone and then they don't get that spot back anymore. And they have to work their way or they get stuck in a stupid gimmick like Mustafa Ali with the Kofi Kingston thing. And it's just it's tough to see for some of these wrestlers. Yeah. And I'm looking at Keith Lee's um, Twitter now and a couple of statements. He's clear. I mean, this is where you just see trust in uh, love lost. One of his tweets three hours ago. I believe in a future where there can be trust. I believe in a future where there can be honor. That reminds me, gutted by the Ring of Honor news. Huge love to those boys and girls. So, I mean, there's clearly trust lost, honor lost with WWE, and Keith Lee's not the other one. He also said um, one day ago, greetings and salutations. This day is my birthday. It is not a happy birthday, but it is one I am most grateful for. Several months ago, there was no guarantee I would make it to this day. So there is positivity in that. So I take it from that. He's saying he it's he's been waiting to be released for months, which is sucks to see, but is true. We kind of knew that. I paid all my I paid all my medical bills from the many offices and machines I uh, frequented. There's positivity in that, and I do it amusing that people believe anyone but me paid for my medical expenses. I was going to wait a couple weeks, but I think it's time to move for, toward the future. Forward March, as I like to say, I'm capable of so much more, and I can't wait to see what it looks like properly. I have a wide, a wide array of interests and abilities. I also consider myself to rather be open-minded. Here's to a future other than all intents and purposes seems limitless. And real quickly before you talk, that makes me feel even more a little bit pissed off because it does show that, man, I mean, unless Vince McMahon really likes you, 
you can't trust anything that's going on in the place you work. And to me, that's never something that you want to be uh, really even match with or image with because that that's an uncomfortable feeling to me. I agree. Walking on the eggshells, uh, seeing if you mess up in the ring one time, you know, you're going to get pushed down the card. You end up on main events. So that is very sad to see. But a couple guys were happy about the release, the Lucha Dragons. You remember they actually that released a while back. They wasn't really doing anything. Oh, yes. Some are appreciative and some are happy about it. Um, but there are definitely enough that are pissed off as well. Oh, yes, definitely. I saw Amber Moon tweeted out when she was released saying that um, that they will regret it, basically, is what she was saying, that she's going to prove the, the doubters wrong. So I wish all of them the best of luck. But I'm personally going to say, besides only Keith Lee is the only one I think that truly matters, because we could be we could, you know, say all these nice things about Nia Jax. But let's be 100 percent honest. She was dangerous in the ring. Yes, we yes. I hate I don't want the fake sympathy for Nia Jackson now that she's gone when a lot of people have been complaining for years about Nia Jackson being fired and now she's gone. And that was this whole sad thing about it. Don't get me wrong. It's terrible to lose a job. But Nia Jackson was a health hazard in that ring. As I butchered their name earlier, the only one I need to read more up on is Hit Row, the the lady of the member of that group, because they just got called up. And, you know, they do show them on SmackDown here and there slowly. You could tell they're showing them. And all of a sudden, B-Fab, a.k.a. Brianna Brandy, is just gone. Like, like do you, that, that made no sense to me. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? This is um, just like when they separated Andrada and um, Selena Vega, when they separated them. You remember the AOP? They didn't bring their manager up with them. I just don't understand why you mess with something that's successful. I don't know too much about Hit Row, but it seems like the crowd is really into them. And you you just take away probably a key member of their group for no reason whatsoever. So that was also a bad move on WWE's part. Well, let's transition here as we talked Survivor. Probably 10 minutes too long about that. And yes, we will hit Survivor Series and we're going to finish the last half of the episode with AEW. So if you don't like WWE and you want to skip to the AEW part, tagle your way halfway through. If you don't like AEW, drop off when we're done. You should listen to both. Don't be selfish. <laughs> but anyways, let's get back to business. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about SmackDown because we got the big dog back, Roman Reigns. The main event Friday night is a bend-the-knee match between Jimmy Uso and Xavier Woods. Um, long story short, Xavier Woods wins that match. Uso, because he's the king, Uso is going to bow knee down to him. Roman Reigns comes in, Superman punch, beats some ass, clears some names. Isn't happy because he has to go away from one week. And I thought it was hilarious he made the comment this was worse than Raw, saying Raw is crap. So he can, Roman Reigns can clearly get away. He has longitude and latitude with his uh, words. And being able to say that was pretty funny. And, uh, yeah, he comes back, and he, he's not happy about it. Now this Friday, he has a match with Xavier Woods. I know it's Survivor Series, so we're going to get, you know, champions for his champions and all of that. Um, do you think we'll get a Kofi or a... Uh, Xavier Woods versus Roman for the title, or do you think this is just going to be a a match right here that and then it will go away, or do you think this maybe leads us past Survivor Series 
going forward as a you can kind of have squad versus squad here a little bit. I think this goes past Survivor Series because we always talk about Survivor Series is brand supremacy. So you'll see Big E versus Roman, which is pretty interesting because it keeps the storyline going between the bloodline and New Day, which we let's be 100 percent. We know Kofi and Xavier will probably have uh, interfere in the outcome of that match at Survivor Series. So I can see probably Xavier challenging Roman at the Royal Rumble for the WWE champion. Oh, no doubt. And especially that's a great point with the Big E crossover that it should keep going because it just makes sense. And you don't have to, you know, you, you we got time until Royal Rumble. To me, Drew McIntyre will probably get his chance at the Rumble or um, maybe Brock Lesnar, but maybe they save him for Mania or a couple others. But we could get to that later. But I just want to bring up the head of the table because he's back on TV while they were in Indiana for this week's SmackDown uh, in terms, I'm trying to think uh, of other things that happened going back to SmackDown. Um, Ember Moon keeps getting into it with Sonya Deville, as as we know. Uh, is there anything in spe- on SmackDown in particular that doesn't have to do with Roman uh, Reigns that you you want to bring to the bring to the forefront, or do you want to just move over to Raw side of things? Uh, I think we can. I think we can move over to Raw. SmackDown was. It was not that. I'm trying to think. I don't. Ah, you don't even probably remember. I'm gonna look up right now because I watched on Friday, but I was kind of out of it, and I was just like, man, like I might have missed parts here and there. I would, like I said, like I remember some things better than others. But anyways, enough blabbering around. We talked about the Roman Reigns part. Uh, Naomi fought Shayna Baszler. Uh, long story short, Naomi beat her, but then Sonya Deville came in. Shayna Baszler's cheap shot ends up winning. Uh, I do like the story there, though. Um, that's there's some good long term storytelling there, and I like that. Uh, moving on from that, though, Drew oh, McIntyre uh, keeps calling out people, and he uh, beat Ricochet this week. So last week he calls out. He's two and zero on SmackDown now, so you could tell. You know, they're building him back up to be from some losses that he took fighting for championships. They're really going it out there. And really the only other thing that happened on SmackDown besides uh, a big tag team. uh, Yeah, match was uh, Shotsky's getting her shot. No pun intended. Moretta as she stays mad at Sasha Banks. But yeah, Cleveland, what were you saying? Uh, Happy Corbin and the Viking Raiders seems like they are going in the direction of a feud. I like it. I like the Viking Raiders. I think they probably have one of the best tag team finishers in the business today. And I am a huge fan of Happy Corbin. <laughs> I think um, him going from Sammy yeah, as stupid as that name sounds, the character has been a, been a home run. It's been really good. And Baron Corbin is another guy that you would like to see in a title picture. And I believe Shinsuke is still the Intercontinental Champion. So I maybe out of this feud, Baron Corbin could possibly challenge for the Intercontinental Champion. Because I think it's long overdue that he holds a championship belt. I wouldn't mind seeing him contend for sure. I, I don't. I don't mind that at all. Um, Shinsuke, you know, he's he was the king. Then he had the title. Um, you know, he he could be a face again. He could go and fight Roman. Maybe as a filler, he can go in different ways. So I don't mind that um, if that were the case. Um, and you know what? We'll talk more SmackDown next week. But with how much we talked about releases. I kind of want to talk about what's most fresh in my head, and that is Raw slash Survivor Series rosters. 
Um, since we just talked SmackDown, I'll give you that team really quick. Drew McIntyre, as we mentioned. Jeff Hardy is, yes, on that team. King Xavier Woods, as we know now, we bow down to him. Sami Zayn and Happy Corbin rounds out that, which is interesting because it's a mix of heels and faces over there. But, hey, they determine these teams by Twitter, and that's what's going to happen when you determine teams by Twitter. Uh, moving over to Raw and Talking Raw, the team is Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, and Bobby Lashley, who beat Dominic Mysterio. That was the only qualifying match technically where Bobby destroyed Dominic, so he replaces him there. Again, another mix. Um, I know where I want to start with, Rob, after naming those two teams. Uh, a, do you have, like how they did it with just releasing it on Twitter? I don't really mind it because I don't think you need to have qualifying matches for this. I think you can make teams. I think it's all about how you make them. You got to make them feel like they want to represent their brand. You can't just roll into the saying, oh, this team versus that team. But anyways, thoughts on how they unreeled it, unveiled it. And uh, what do you think? I don't, I'd like the qualifying match because you want to have the best of the best from each show. So I think it would have been better to just, have people qualify for it instead of just putting people in a match because they added Dominic. And let's be honest, Dominic has no reason to be on a tag team with Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Owens, Rey Mysterio, Bobby. Don't get me wrong, Dominic is good, but he's still so young and he has a long way to go to being put in this type of match. So you have an issue with that. But I do like qualifying matches because it still seems I'm looking at SmackDown, I'm looking at Raw. The Raw team obviously looks better than the SmackDown team. Um, I like Sami Zayn, but you got Finn, Seth. I wouldn't say obvious. It's pretty obvious. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, what is, I like Jeff Hardy, but I don't think Jeff Hardy has that much left in the tank, per se. Uh, King Woods is on the way up. Happy Corbin, you just like Drew McIntyre is in his prime. That's true. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying they're the better team. I don't think it's a blowout. Uh, it's eh, a little bit. I mean, look at the yeah, raw. You're wrong. The raw team has oh. all world form, former world champions are all on raw. All of them guys on the team have held the big belt on the well, side. It's even uh, even freaking Corey Graves wins a twenty four seven title. Anything's <laughs> possible. That was a good segment, but but on SmackDown you got, you got two world former world champions, Jeff Hardy, Andrew McIntyre. So I'm going to go Team Raw for this one, actually. I know we're not doing predictions, but yeah, I like how you, it's Raw. your spoiler. In <laughs> sticking with Raw, though, um, two people on that team, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, obviously have been getting into it. Last night, Cleveland, the main event was Rollins versus Owens, put on a hell of a match. Uh, they fight outside the ring. They count out KO because he gets in too late by being distracted, essentially. He then, who got hit by Big E's finisher last week, goes on a tear and goes heel mode back, which I love to see out of Kevin Owens. What do you think about the that you know trio storyline going on? And uh, what do you just, they're on the same sort of a series, seems something's got to give, but what do you think about how this place shakes out? I'm loving it. It's I love that you got multiple guys targeting the champion. Like we talked about before going on air, you have Big E. I mean, you have Kevin Owens. You have Seth Rollins. Um, he had a little thing with Otis in the ring yesterday. I know that might not go far, but it's still nice to see other guys stepping up and telling the champion that they want a shot. 
and it just creates different storylines. Kevin Owen going heel was probably the right thing to do to spice his character up because after the loss to Roman, uh, geez, that was the Royal Rumble uh, earlier this year. It just seems like Kevin Owens has been floating around, and we know that he he deserves better than what his position is at the moment. I still think Seth Rollins is probably the best heel on Raw. He's having the best. I think he's having the best year, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's had a good heel run. I'll give you that. So I'm liking, I'm liking what's happening. Big E's got to watch his back. He has all these guys coming after him, and probably too bad this guy been, wasn't on a team. Uh, <laughs> you know, they might have. Uh, For those who can't see, I got my new never give up towel out. I opened it this weekend. Well, we, dun, we dun, dun, dun. well, we know John Cena can always come back and take a spot. So <laughs> you know he can because that's the best what the best can do. But I love the story where they're going. Maybe we'll get a triple threat match at the Royal Rumble between Seth, Kevin Owens, and Big E because we know there's no December. You think it plays on that? uh, Well, there's no, yeah, there's no December pay-per-view this year. So the storylines actually have a chance to breathe and go longer than a typical four weeks. So I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. I think there is a December. I thought there was a December pay-per-view. It just, they took something away or something, I thought. I, I'm pretty sure that they. Uh, oh wait, it's. Oh, it's day one. Yeah, it's it's a new. Isn't that a new one? Yeah, uh, January first, New Year's Day. Yeah, and then Royal Rumble is the 29th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess technically you're right. There is not in December. It's just January first because, yeah. um, which is in Atlanta, Georgia. But that being said, wow. So you think okay. Um, that could carry out into a triple threat, which would be a great match if, if that were to happen. Uh, I think what they should do at the end of the day is have Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins on a Monday Night Raw in a Hell in a Cell or like a last man standing or a no holds barred and then winner fights Big E. But either way would be fine with me. Uh, I have no preference. Um, speaking of... Uh, Monday Night Raw, though, staying on that topic. So the teams were decided. I was in and out because the beloved Bears and Bulls run. It was a busy, busy, busy night all around uh, the world of sports. But sticking to the topic at hand, where was I? Oh, yes, Monday Night Raw. So we talked about Big E, uh, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins. Those three are fantastic there. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, AJ Styles, and Omas defeat RK Bro and Street Profits. So, you know, you got a lot of good tag teams. You're putting them all into you uh, to use. I like that. Um, the you at least you're putting them out there, showcasing themselves. We talked about Lashley over Mysterio using the Hurt Lock uh, to be in the Survivor Series for Mister Lashley. Good job there. Live Morgan. Uh, yes. Morgan. Yes. So congratulations. So that long story short, uh Liv Morgan, Carmela, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley all um were in a match. You, there, there was just woman galore, and she came out victorious, and now is the next one to go up against Becky Lynch. Now, it seems very, very, very unlikely that she will win this, but I am so happy, and I know you are too, and I think a lot of wrestling fans are, that Liv Morgan took this opportunity uh, you know, to be in the ma- a main event title picture for the women's side. 
I agree. And it's a change of pace and a new face. Um, it seems like I probably thought, uh, honestly, when I looked at this, probably thought, you know, Bianca Belair is going to get the win and then we'll have Becky and Bianca. But it seems like they're saving that. It seems like Bianca's been the enter a feud with Dewdrop. So, which is fine with me. Get her a couple of wins again. Which is great because women, you know, we like to see many, you know, not we like to see feuds outside of the title pitchers. That way that wrestlers that are not in the title picture can build up credibility. So when they want to challenge for the belt, they have a legit reason that can show that I beat so-and-so. So I like it. And it gives women more screen time. So perfect way to do it. Um, like you mentioned, Liv Morgan may not win, but it is cool to see her finally get her one-on-one opportunity. She came a long way, honestly. Oh, no, she has come a long way, and I'm just actually was opening up a video right now of Dewdrop and Bianca Belair getting into it a little bit. Damn, oh, they, oh, Dewdrop, boom, right into the pole. Man, she kind of, yeah, I mean, see, they can go at it a little bit. That's That would be good. So they're making at least, you know, subset stories instead of Bianca keep losing championship matches, which gets old after a while after she was on top. Uh, Austin Theory always been finding his way. Well, do you like the push of him, and do you think it's worth it at the end of the day, or he'll get thrown to the dogs at some point? Um, I'm still getting the feel for him. Um, I don't know it's with the phone thing, but it, it seems yeah, that- he's out. He he's always he's definitely being a hater right now for yeah. sure. <laughs> so I think they might have big plans for him because, like I said, uh. Him and Biggie has sort of a thing backstage where Biggie smacks the phone out of his hand. So Biggie has another target on his back with Austin Theory. So maybe they have plans for him to potentially challenge for Biggie. You know, I don't think for a champion, but maybe have a match. That type of, you know, it's stupid storyline to go up on, but that's something that they possibly could build upon. No, I mean, I agree. And it, it, you could do a slow build up, which. You get them on every week, you do certain things, but you don't rush it and you just see how it truly um, plays out. And and that being said, we all know Big E will take on Roman Reigns, which uh, should be a great match because the New Day and the Usos could get involved. By the way, uh, the, this Sunday, bring the bring you to... Um, wow, I started with that. Tribute to the Troops. Bottom line is this Sunday. Uh, it will be on Fox... Uh, that's a pretty cool thing where they, you know, go spend time with them. And the, I didn't the know they still did that. I remember when that first happened, yeah. that was the coolest thing just to see them out there, like in Afghanistan, in the middle of a ring, soldiers surrounding the ring. It was the first, I remember the first few years, it was just like the coolest thing ever. Just when John Cena was at his peak and stuff, it was a really cool I just thing. hate how it's on NFL Sunday. Yeah, that kind of sucks too. Because it's like, I want to watch, but then... Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Because I'll watch all the pay-per-views on Sundays. I don't mind that, but it's hard to watch. Um, well, it all depends on uh, what tribute to, yeah. yeah. The Sunday night game ain't nothing worth watching, and you can always flip over to see it. So Usually that's like a late – I feel like, yeah, right in that – right before Sunday night football range, somewhere in there around that time. That being said, though, uh, we, you know, Survivor Series, we will have, uh, cause that's not this Sunday. It's a week from Sunday. So next week we will do live YouTube. We'll have a couple other people on most likely, uh, tones. I'm going to try to get, uh, Gene Buck, what you heard. I know wants to jump on, 
a couple other people have been on at the bit to uh, come on and talk some wrestling. It just hasn't worked with the schedules. A lot of people are just, you know, doing different things and that's how it is. But um, we'll be doing Survivor Series predictions. And, uh, like I said, YouTube and it will drop into a broadcast so you can see it anywhere. Spotify, um, uh, you name it. And, or, go ahead. Quickly, I don't know. Is Adam Pierce having a heel turn? It seems um, of lately he seems a little heelish. What, what's going on with stuff. him? Yes. Oh, he, he was the one that told Dominic that he had to face Bobby Lashley. That was the only way that he would stay on the team. And it seems sort of like a heel type GM move, seeing how we all know Dominic had no chance. So maybe Adam Pierce is getting a little heel turn. Maybe we get uh, general managers back. I don't know, but it's, it's something to point out. And look. Yeah, because Twitter was hate. Like, they liked the Raw team, and then they saw Dominic, and the hate came out. <laughs> and that shows that, honest. that shows that they do pay attention to the fans sometimes. Because if they didn't care, Dominic would have stayed on the team. But I think with a lot of backlash from Twitter, a lot of people complaining about it, they say, all right, Maybe we messed up this one a little bit. Let's have Dominic earn his spot on his team. So, yeah, no. <laughs> as I uh, call through that one, I I don't mind that at all, and I totally agree. And uh, folks, we really, really appreciate uh, those who are being patient, waiting for the full gear predictions that we are now about to get into. Because I think we covered a lot of WWE. We talked about the releases. Talked a little bit about SmackDown recapped and moving forward. We talk, did the same thing with Monday Night Raw. We let you know the Survivor Series teams and some of the matchups going there and let you know that next week we will be live on YouTube and really get shit cracking. That being said, Cleveland, we're just going to go rapid fire with the card. And then we, uh, you know, we if there's things we want to talk about throughout, fine with it. Um, here it is. There is eight announced matches uh, for Full Gear 2021, which is this Saturday at uh, 7 Eastern Time or 8 Eastern Time. And, yeah, we'll just start off with it down <coughs> uh, the list. Uh, go from the bottom up. Christian C- uh, Cage in Jurassic Park versus Super Click. That will probably be the first match of the night. Uh, all I'll say about that is, man, Christian Cage now. Um, I do like him in Jurassic Park. I don't know much about Super Click. But if I know anything, Christian Cage uh, and Jungle Boy could put on a good match, Cleveland. Don't, wouldn't you say those? I mean, that's a good team right there. I agree. Like I said, I'm still slowly paying more attention. Yeah, to we Cage. know. We, we know, know you're new and stuff. Stop. Yeah, I, we know. I just want the fans to understand in case I mess up and stuff. But what I know about Christian, <laughs> and I don't really know too much about Jurassic Express. But I know the Young Bucks are always down to put on. a Do you know match. that our Pike song, Tarzan Boy, is their entrance song? I did not know that. You know the song? Whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. That song is a Jurassic Park's walkout song. That's pretty dope, actually. Tarzan Boy. That that is why I think and I and I uh I love Jungle Boy, but uh that that is pretty wild because we for those who don't know, we were both Pike Fraternity. Uh our song, our traditional was Tarzan Boy, which is their damn entrance song, so that's pretty cool. Go on. Oh, and we might have lost Clee for a hot second there. Sometimes that happens, you know. Uh, can't blame technology. Today, computers in Chicagoland area had a bunch of problems with Comcast, but that's for another story. Um, you know, uh, moving on from that, though, another 
Jeez, COVID. It's turning everyone's gonna think I have COVID because I'm coughing all over the damn place. Um CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. That's another non-title match. I'm intrigued to see that because I haven't with AEW being on all different days, which I am gonna tune in tomorrow for the go home show on Wednesday. I'm excited about that tomorrow. I will tune in. Uh, I'm those two will put on a good match. If I had to choose the winner, I say CM Punk stays undefeated. Do you think he stays undefeated at uh, this pay-per-view. Yes. I think Punk uh, keeps the momentum going. It seems that they have big plans. Do you think he's Punk? kind of mellowed out a little bit in terms of the love, the love fest that we got the first couple of months? Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah or the I first mean, month, I should say. I mean, yeah, that tends to happen. I don't know why people were over going excited about it. You know, it's like you're getting a brand new toy. It's fun, but after a while, you know, the shine rubs off of it. So I think the shine is slowly rubbing off CM Punk, but if he's still able to put on great matches, um, that's that's all that really matters at this point. Yeah, I just I get I think I liked his heel side a little bit more better when he was in WWE. I, like he he's the I get it. He's the veteran. He's the nice guy now, and he he's running into a bunch of heels, which is fine as he puts people over, but yet wins along the way. Um, I think he stays undefeated, as I said. Uh, another non-title match, but two amazing competitors. Darby Allen, he ro- he usually roams around with Sting. He's taking on MJF, one of the best young heels, if not the best young heel in the business. I'm gonna go with an MJF win uh, because I like him more. That's that's and I think he's the better man. Let's say you. This Mr. is a, this is a clean sweep. MJF is probably one of my favorite AW characters because he is a old school heel. And he is what the business needs today. So, 2-0 and on that one. And now we're going to get into uh, the you know what they would call the top of the park card, most mostly championship matches. And, in fact, a lot of former WWE stars, if not top-of-the-line wrestlers. So, you're going you're gonna to be able to give good intel here, Cleveland. First, for the tag team championship, the Lucha Brothers – Versus FTR, who we knew them as the revival. Uh, that's for the AEW Tag Team Championship. The Lucha Brothers haven't been champions for too long. So, do you think, you know, just speaking from having a champion win and then not held on to it too long, do you think it would be smart of them to lose it uh, in this type of match, or you think they keep rolling on? I think you keep rolling on. I, see I agree. They won the champion September. It's. Uh, November, so that's less than two months. And I think if you want to establish a tag team as dominance, you have to let it go more than three months. So I think they retain. I'm going to be honest, um, FTR, Revive or whatever, I just never... I've never been big fans. I know some people are, and they'll say, oh, they're, they're true wrestlers, but I'm not big fans. Nothing excites them about, like, nothing excites me about them. So I hope the Lucha Brothers retain. So do I, because they are very, very entertaining. Um, a, a match bar- that we know these guys all too well for the TNT uh, championship. Brian Danielson. I'm sorry. It's the number this one. is not for the TNT championship because I am thinking about the way past my mind was stuck in mud for a second there. For the AEW World Championship Contenders Match Final, it's going to be Brian Danielson versus Miro, as we know them formally. It's Daniel Bryan versus Rusev. So this is the number one contenders match. 
Brian Danielson is still new to the game. He came off of a, you know, a huge match off Kenny Omega where they blew the doors off. And then Miro was the TNT champion. Uh, champion. He finally lost that. That being said, both have our big names have good records. I'm torn. I'm going to let you choose first. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty tough one. Only because I think they want to save Daniel Bryan and Omega for probably later. But uh, I don't know. It seems like Miro's been on a real hot streak. Like I said, I watched the match with him and Orange Cassidy. I will say I love the how he leans back for his finisher. I think that is pretty, pretty unique. So I got Miro winning this, and I think they saved Daniel Bryan for later on down the road for him and Omega. And I'm going to go the opposite way here, and not just to be different, but Miro has a really good record, so I it won't be a killer if he gets a loss. Now the counterpoint to that is, will he get back in this content? Will he get back in the AEW World Championship picture anytime soon? When Brian Danielson could do that, but I think they, I think that Tony Khan is really, he, you know, he CM Punk he's left out of the championship picture, but I, there's something about Brian Danielson, and maybe because he's not going to keep wrestling for, you know, a long, long time that he's just pushing him up there. But I think he's going to come out and he's going to win this match. And, but then I would have to think Kenny Omega would win, which I don't think is going to happen because these matches are linked to me. So honestly, I'm I almost want to change your side because now if Miro wins hangman page, who I think is finally going to win the championship off Omega, which we might as well talk about now. And this is why it's linked because it's a number one contenders match. If you're saying Miro wins, the best storyline for him is to go up against Hangman Page, who's going to face. There you get your face versus heel. If I say Brian Danielson wins, who's to me more of a face, I know he's, you know, he's a swears and stuff now, but he's not the heel. He would, he would go up against Kenny Omega. But he could also fight Hangman. Screw it. I'm sticking with Brian Danielson, and I think Hangman Page wins that title, so that would set up that next feud. Who do you think Miro takes on down the road? Who wins the championship belt? Hangman Page or Kenny Omega continues the long run? Uh, I'm going to go Kenny Omega. I think he retains. He was ranked, what was it, number one wrestler this past year. So, so him and Roman, you think those two just never stop winning pretty much? Pretty. I think you just have to – like find somebody that's a realistic challenger to take the belt off. Come on, Hangman Pages, don't get it twisted. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's that's true, but I don't. I'll go. Omega. And you know why he's a he? A, the crowd loves him. That's true. And I'm just filling you in on that. The crowd does love love Adam Hangman Page. But hey, your opinion's your opinion, and Omega's the the one of the best in the business. I don't think he, I think he's number two. I think Roman's right now the best. But I, hey, I'm never going to knock your answer of picking a top wrestler in the biz. So if Omega does fight Miro, that's the thing. It would be heel versus heel. But shit, it could it, it's always done. It could be mixed up. We know how. Well, yeah, sometimes you got to have who's the greater heel. It's got to be that way. Uh, so just to recap, all through all the my blabber and confusion, I have Brian Danielson as the number one contender, and 
Hangman Page being the champion out of full gear pay-per-view. Cleveland has Miro as the number one contender, and Omega is the champion walking out of the full gear pay-per-view. That being said, a couple of other things. Dr. Britt Baker, I think she retains against Tay Conti. I don't myself even know a lot about her. All I know is that DMD Britt Baker gets a lot of love, and I think she retains. I think Cleveland will agree with me on that one. I don't even think there's too much to really add to that. And then the other match is the inner circle is going to take on the men of the year and the American top team. I don't really know what's going to happen there, but any match that's that big that involves Chris Jericho and others. Yeah, exactly. So those should be fun, but that's your whole AEW match card. What I would say I'm most, if I had to pick, if I could only watch two matches on this card, which, which is a good card. Um, I do like what I'm seeing from it. I would personally watch Darby Allen versus MJF. And I would watch probably Omega versus Hangman just because I think it's going to change hands. So I think that'd be a big deal. Cleveland, if you couldn't choose those two matches, what would you choose? Would you choose... The Miro Daniel Bryan Lucha Brothers versus Revival, the Inner Circle match, uh, the CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston match, or what? What two matches would you I look at? I'm gonna go to Inner oh, Circle versus match. the Man of the Year. I think it's a Metropolis Street fight. I've always liked matches with type of stipulations to it. You got eight guys. Maybe we'll see a lot of weapons. So I think that's a good one to look out for. Okay, so be careful. You're gonna you got a big choice on your hands. Do you choose Dar- do you choose CM Punk Eddie Kingston, Daniel Bryan Miro, or Lucha Brothers versus FTR? Oh, this is um let's go Daniel Bryan and Miro. Um I don't really know too much about Eddie Kingston, so I don't really know what to expect, but I think that Bryan and like I said, it seems Miro's been on a hot streak of lately. So that will probably be the second match that if I had a chance, I would watch. But the sure first on Street Fight. Let's go, Jericho. I agree with you on the Street Fight. I would replace the other one because I don't like da- I don't like Daniel Brian Danielson or Miro. So I would watch Punk Kingston. Um, but that's just me. But either way, I mean, we both can agree it's a great card. If you're looking to uh, watch it, it live streams on Bleacher Report Live and Fight TV inter- for international. It's forty nine ninety nine. Um, you know, overseas it's nineteen ninety nine for whatever reason. That's why I just find streams. I don't really get that, but I think it's going to be a good card. I think something there will be some things mixed up, and me and Cleveland clearly have some difference in opinion. So it's not a clear down to the wire match card. Like I said, tomorrow is AW Dynamite. It's back on its regular day. I with all the. You know that's that's what get, that's the thing though. Saturday AEW has been on Saturday for a while, and if it's a pay per view, you know you could build around that. You know when it's coming, but when they have to just go off site for a month on Saturdays, I, I I'll never even if it's WWE, I'm always just out doing something. It's hard to watch wrestling on a Saturday. I agree. You kind of want to do other things on a Saturday. Most people probably like to go out and stuff, so. It kind of sucks when it comes on between 7 and 10, you know, between that time because you're probably right. getting ready or you're doing other stuff. So 
I like Sunday wrestling, especially for a pay-per-view. Sunday's usually my rest day. And honestly, if my Cowboys aren't playing, I really don't. I pay attention, but I really don't watch football like that. So I prefer Sunday wrestling, to be honest. Yeah, which as we know, I mean, to, uh, WrestleMania, again, it's going to be a two-day event. Uh, which so is good. That's perfect. perfect. Yeah, and then I th- the Royal Rumble is on a Saturday. So re- WWE is doing more Saturday things as well. So, uh, like I said, the pay per view and stuff like that, I don't mind it. It's more, but it's more when they just put the regular shows. Like, even it was tough for me to do some Friday SmackDowns with all the Friday sports on sometimes because the NBA is up. You know, we had the MLB World Series for a while there. Uh, NHL is back in full kick. NFLs on like four times, three, four times a week. So, it is what it is. We're just fans of everything, so sometimes it's hard. But we always follow the news, and we always catch up, whether we read about it or watch videos on it or what have you. Cleveland, we've talked a lot of wrestling tonight. I mean, I'm I'm glad we were able to get through a lot of things. One thing I haven't done, I want you to bring something to the table while I look into the NXT schedule, which is coming on in the, within the half hour. Um, I could talk about You know what? I think it's funny to talk about um i watched the 24 7 little skit segment yesterday and i thought it was pretty entertaining um i know people hate the roll-ups i hate it too it's crazy that the roll-up is the most devastating move in wrestling today where yeah like uh, sometimes yeah that 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 gets old you know what i'm saying it's ridiculous i saw six roll-ups but I thought it was pretty funny because it reminded me of how the hardcore champion used to be. This is how you know people that actually just start watching wrestling and who used to watch it back in the day. That's how the hardcore champion was won. We saw like less roll-ups, but the title used to change hands like this. Some it'll be five champions within a 30-second time span. And I thought that was pretty funny to see Corey Graves roll up uh I forgot who he roll up, and then you get Byron Saxon. I don't know. Yeah, Byron Saxon comes out back there and rolls somebody up. That was pretty hilarious. Who came out of it at the end there? Drake Maverick. Yeah, Drake Maverick. Because I won't lie, there's some people. I, I was WrestleMania who no, I watched it. Retained the title. He retained Reggie, it. Yeah. I uh, signed out WrestleMania, who's on YouTube, who I just watch for the news because I don't. I think their opinion, their AEW bias, and a little trash, but they do put out uh, quick and good content, like quick ten minute videos. Uh, they said they should just scrap the title in general. Would you disagree or agree with that statement? Um, I think by scrapping it, you acknowledge a failure, but I think you can. I think you can go entertain. It, it clearly way. was never. The thing they screwed up is bringing McFoley back and yeah. saying it's going to be a hardcore belt. They should have just said, "This is a we don't give a shit far fun belt that gets some characters on the TV." Yeah, I think a lot of people hold. It's crazy because a lot of people try to make it seem like the the hardcore champion hold any value. Back in the day, the hardcore champion was just on the same level as how the twenty four seven belt was. Nobody big wore the hardcore champion besides one time where the Undertaker tried to up in the division. But usually you had guys that didn't get TV time, low card feelers that won the champion. And I think by keeping the 24-7 champion around, you give TV time to people, whether it's five minutes, the crowd still gets to see their face. And if you do funny ways of making the title change hands, then I think you can get people more tuned in. I think after what they did yesterday, with you know the announcers winning and all these other guys, I thought that was a good way. Hopefully, they can build upon that, and hopefully, the same guy doesn't keep the champion every time. Reggie's been the twenty four seven champion so many times. How about some? Archer's had his, you know. Yeah, it seems oh, like yeah. they give these guys these runs, which 
you know, it, 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 whatever, I, I guess yeah. it is it's, what it is. As fast as they change hands, as fast as I'm going to change the topic on that. Uh, I found the NXT schedule a little bit for tonight. Again, kudos to Mandy Rose and her faction, Toxic Attraction. They're going to be in a six-tag uh, team match. Uh, update on uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker uh, as they, you know, are going to just go at it all the time. Probably a feud for a while. We'll hear from Pete Dunne. And then Joe Gacy will take on Boa. The interesting thing about Joe Gacy character is his guy is Parker Bordeaux, who is literally a spit image of Brock Lesnar. But now that he shaved his head, he doesn't look so much like Brock Lesnar anymore. But he's a big, bad dude. NXT's been awesome. Everyone loves uh, watching NXT. It's it's uh, in comparison. It, it obviously doesn't do like a SmackDown or a Raw, but it does better than a uh, the AEW Rampage show. So that just for comparison's sakes. Um, but that being said, Cleveland, we talked a lot of good stuff tonight. Uh, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Yes, I do. This is to Myron Chapman. How dare his you Giants won out in the group chat because your Giants win the third game of the season. Um, I just want you to know from the bottom of my heart, Giants suck. You guys still have to play us, uh, I believe, two more times this season. So yeah. I w- I can't wait till you send that through the group chat when you guys lose again. Um, and it's funny too, because I was sitting there as much as I was enjoying it. I was like my, until you get to 500, (laughs) my team's four and five until my team, if my team can get to five and five, finally I'll I'll be respectable, but it's hard to talk crap when your team's three and six. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's pretty hard when you're where your quarterback is terrible. Your offense is barely doing anything. So I applaud him for the win, but I'm letting you know my, when our teams play, I'm coming for you. Um, second thing is, um, yeah, the Cowboy loss. I didn't even have anything to say. I literally was at work watching that happen. I had to turn the TV off just so I could finish my shift because that was horrible. You know, when like, uh, Goldberg beat, uh, the Fiend and everyone was just like, what the fuck just happened? I, f- <laughs> I felt like that after the Broncos beat the Cowboys. I'm like, what just happened? Started to zero. Like how bad did the, the game got so bad early. and even when it was 19 to zero i was still telling myself all right you know it's football anything can happen but right. 27 zero i was like yeah it's time to pull the plug so rough nfl sunday for me fans my name isn't six and two i went back <laughs> to cleave the goat i will refuse i don't, don't want to even think about it but great show like joe mentioned we talked about a lot we still have a lot to come up can't wait till we get the schedule right with our guests to also get their opinions upon yep. things happy to see tampa tones come back soon you know heel tones you know last week he called me out of some information next time i'm gonna have even better information <laughs> him, so can't wait to hear from tampa tones oh wow uh, <laughs> hey no it's gonna be awesome honestly i love it all we've had a great show tonight you know i'm glad we're you were back on point the energy was high we got a lot of good info in but for that's cleave this is me as always God bless, good night, and please stay safe, people out there. It's a crazy world.